Hello, everyone, and welcome to Early Learning Ventures Family Engagement Fridays. Today, our guest is Salisha Panov, who is a parent educator with the Parents as Teachers program in Mesa County. Welcome, Salisha. Hi, thank you for having me. Could you tell us a little bit about what Parents as Teachers program does? Absolutely. We are a free in-home parenting program. We go over three different topics at all of our visits. Um, Those topics are parent-child interaction. So we bring an activity for you to do with your child and it's based on their age. Um, And it'll also be based on like language and uh, motor skills and development skills. And um, we have a whole whole range of, of fun activities to bring. And then we will talk about development-centered parenting. And then we will also talk about family well-being and talk about how we can reach some of your family goals. And if it's maybe just a mom goal, that's great too. Um, social circles, building that social circle, how to do that. Um, so yeah, we really, we're the way we like to see it is we, you're the parent, you are the parent, you're driving the car and we have the roadmap and we're just kind of telling you where to turn and what, where the exits are. So that's kind of how we like to <laughs> uh, explain PAT. Perfect. That sounds like a great program. And at the end, let's make sure we share the link for parents as teachers so that others can find programs in their community. So again, thank you again for joining us. And I'm really anxious. Today, your topic is going to be ways to build attachments with your child. So take it away, Salisha. Perfect. Thank you. So yeah, we're going to talk about attachment today. Um, As your baby grows, your care teaches her or him that they can trust you, right? So you also begin to give your child more experiences outside the home. So they're going to the stores with you more. They're going to the lake. They're going to go, you know, to the lazy river, whatever it is. Um, They're having all these great experiences with you. And that is really a key factor in secure attachment. Um, And when you do this, you're creating trillions of connections or synapses in your baby's brain. And then this prepares them to be more successful in the future. Um, Your baby trusts you because you show love, take care of them. You keep them safe. They feel safe enough to move around and investigate their home and not just the home, but in the environment that you have designed for them. Um, They, as they explore, they keep learning And so repeating these experiences with them causes their brain to create more synapses and become stronger. So their synapses become stronger. Um, So how do you know that your baby is securely attached to you? Well, they like to be near you when you're at home or when you're out together. They become upset when you leave. They're very happy when you return to them. Um, They pay attention when you play a game or when you read a book to them. They... Uh, like to see if you're watching them. So at the park, um, they're always looking back. Did you see that? Did you see me go down the slide? Did you see me talk to that friend? Did you see me pick up this stick? (laughs) Um, And then they make eye contact with you. And attachment is an ongoing process that does take time to build, and it's never too late to start that attachment. Um, And just remember that a baby and a child in general can feel when parents are upset. So really talking about your feelings and why you're upset is 
great. Um, that does help attachment as well. Um, and it also shows your children that emotions are normal and that they're allowed to have emotions. Um, so what can you do to develop a more secure attachment? Um, there's five parenting skills that we're going to go over. Um, and how do they relate to attachment? So the first one is going to be nurturing. So you celebrate what your child can and cannot do. So you are celebrating all those risks that they're taking, even if they're failures. You're still celebrating those. You comfort your child when they're upset. You be there for your child when they try new things. Um, trying new things to children are very scary. Um, you let your children learn from their mistakes without criticizing. So that kind of goes back to celebrating. You're celebrating the fact that they even tried. You be, you're prepared to meet your child's needs. You show affection and you accept your child's emotions. The second parenting skill is designing and guiding, which is my favorite. <laughs> uh, you set family routines so your child knows what to expect. That's huge. A lot of behaviors um, and meltdowns, and tantrums, um, they all come from one basic thing that a child is experiencing, and that's fear. Um, when kids don't have that expectation of what's going to come next, they're scared and they have anxiety and they're, they're, they fear what's, what's going to happen. So if they have that continued routine every day or every Wednesday, you know, your routine's the same, whatever it is, um, they know what to expect and those behaviors can eventually calm down. Uh, you make your home a safe area for your child to explore. So when I talk about designing guiding, you're designing an area for your child to learn and to explore, and you're going to guide them through it. And it doesn't have to be just your house. It could be your yard. It could be a park. It could be a store. And you're just setting those boundaries. So designing an area is just really setting boundaries. Um, and when you're at home, obviously, you're putting stuff up that the kids can't break and that you're not going to get mad if they do break or if they touch or whatnot. Um, you are understanding the brain development behind your child's actions. That's a big one that sometimes I see with my parents that it's, we have expectations for our children, but are they really age appropriate expectations? That's huge. Um, act in ways that match your family's values. So every, every family has different values and um, your culture really depends on that as well. And so really knowing what your values are and teaching them to your kids is huge. The next uh, parenting skill that we're going to talk about is responding. So you respond co uh, constantly to your child's cues. Obviously that starts with newborn age when they're hungry and they're crying or they're you know, messy and they're crying, whatever it is, you're responding to those cues and the cue is crying. Um, and you learn those cues as your child grows older. You think about your child's temperament. Temperament is something we talk about a lot in development-centered parenting. Um, we kind of just talk about how their temperament is compared to maybe a different child of yours or yours. And, you know, for example, um, there are three different temperaments. There's slow to warm, there's spirited, and there's easy. Um, and we kind of, in parents as teachers, we definitely go into those a little bit more. Um, you're open to your child's interests and you share interests in them. So one thing is when you are introducing a new toy or activity to your child, all you really need to do is say, 
these are blocks. You stack them like this. You know, you're going to introduce what they are, how they're, they're played with originally. Um, and then you can just be done. And your child is going to take control over those blocks and use them however they want. They're going to start putting Hot Wheels on them. They're going to put their, you know, make a bed for their baby doll. Um, they're going to make um, a maze for their for their little bunny rabbit, whatever it may be. <laughs> um, but when you take interest in that, so taking interest in them um, playing does not mean taking over. So sometimes as parents, we're like, oh, that's not how you play with that. I'm going to show you how to do it right. Well, there is no right or wrong way to play, right? So you're showing them interest, but you're letting them take the lead on playing. Uh, model taking turns, again, when you're playing. Um, turns can be all day long. It doesn't have to actually be when you're playing. It could be you're taking turns washing hands. Oh, it's your turn now. Uh, taking turns putting the spoons away. You know, you have two kids, three and four. They both want to help you put the, the dishes away. Well, you can put these spoons away and you can put these spoons away. That's a turn-taking um, activity. You can take turns uh, putting or grabbing the snacks. Um, I'll grab this snack. Our next snack you can grab. Um, taking turns, going down the slide, you know, obvious taking turns as well. Um, and then welcome your child's expressions of his personality. So one of my favorite things to express to parents is let them dress themselves. Um, obviously they're two and three years old and they're walking out with rain boots and a Sunday school dress. Obviously <laughs> other parents are going to know that you didn't dress them, but other parents are going to be like, oh, look, they're letting their kid express who they are and what they wanted to, to wear. And I love that more than anything. I think it's great. Um, and when you're letting them pick out their own clothes, you're actually helping start that self-esteem process. Um, and it's great. So let your kids pick out their clothes. <laughs> um, number four, uh, the fourth parenting skill is communicating. So name objects when you point to them, starting at a super young age. If you're in the car, point out stores, point out trees, point out different cars. Um, it, this really, really, really helps with language skills. Um, point out anything and, and name anything and everything. I tell my parents, I want you to talk so much to your child <laughs> that you have no voice at the end of the day. And that's really because it really does help their language skills, hearing everything you're saying throughout the day. You want to read books, tell stories, and sing. Um, you want to do those things daily. So sometimes reading a book every day is not, is not like, gonna happen, right? Some days we're exhausted, we just want to go to bed. And same with our kids. They're like, I don't want a book tonight. Um, so then sing a song while you're making dinner. Tell a story in the car. Those are all literacy activities that still really help. Um, take turns making sounds or talking with your child. So obviously when our newborns are saying the the newborn things, the goo-goo, the gagas, right? We want to be um, seeing those back to them. It really does help language development, I promise. I have a whole, whole thing in my curriculum about it. <laughs> and then when your child is talking, 
sometimes we get distracted or we're trying to make dinner or whatnot, really try to be aware of when they're talking and just talk back. And it doesn't, it could, you guys could have a conversation about aliens living on top of cows in the ocean and it doesn't have to make sense. It's just you are speaking and they're learning that back and forth conversation. That's great for them. Um, ask and answer questions. So when they're playing with blocks, what are you making? Cause you don't really know what they're making. And they're like, Oh, it's a, it's a beehive. And you're like, Oh, cool. That's a great beehive. Um, when they're asking questions, the why. So, and I have a teenager now, so we've been through the whys forever now. Right. <laughs> but, um, why this, why that answer them. And I know that it can be overwhelming when it's every five minutes, but really they are just, they don't know. And a lot of times um, I have to remind my parents on my caseload, your child might not know. They might not know that. Um, so yeah, answer those why questions. And you can put limits on that too. You can be like, all right, I have enough time for five more why questions and then we're done. You can always limit that as well, but just don't ignore it. Um, and explain rules and the reasons for them in ways your child can understand. So that goes back to kind of setting boundaries. We really want our child's or our children to learn why the reason behind the rule. Um, so you can't go into the street because a car might not see you and you'll get hit by a car. Um, try to do it as most layman terms as you can. So super simple words, super simple reasons. Um, that will really help set those boundaries and it will help your child figure out why those boundaries are, are being created. Um, and you might not get as many why questions. <laughs> um, and you can always go back to, well, that's a boundary I set. And it can be, you know, part of that um, reminding children the rules of your, of your household. The last parenting skill is supporting learning. So wonder with your child. So that, that can look so many different ways. So that could be go in the library, picking out different kinds of books. You're, um, at, on a hiking trail. Um, what kind of pine cone is this? What kind, did you see that lizard? What kind of lizard is that? And then, you know, you can look it up on your phone. You can go to the library and get a book about lizards and learn all about lizards. Just kind of re remember how to be a child and remember what it was like when you were learning things and what you would want to learn about. Um, pine cones are the most fun thing to, to gather with, with young children. Um, they love pine cones. So when we start seeing pine cones around here, um, that would be a great activity to just go out and look at pine cones, make a building with pine, like just wonder, wonder with your child, motivate your child. So um, that kind of goes back to the last thing I just talked about is you're on a hiking trail and they don't want to be there. So what can you do? You can motivate them. Well, I think up here, let's keep looking for some lizards. Let's go. We'll walk for 10 more minutes and let's go see if we can find a lizard. Um, motivation to really do anything. Just motivate your child. Uh, remember that sometimes they are like adults and they need that little bit of motivation. That doesn't mean bribing. <laughs> that just means like reiterating to your child, like if we walk 10 more minutes, we might see that lizard that you wanted to see, you know, that we saw last time when we were here. 
provide new word, provide new words, materials, and ideas for your child's play. Um, that can be hard. That's where parents as teachers comes in. <laughs> uh, we definitely provide activities that me as a mom now of, of a teenager, I would have never thought of when my child was younger. We have some great activities. Um, and Pinterest, Pinterest is great. Um, mom's groups are great so that you can kind of have just, you're not just playing with Play-Doh or coloring or blocks or Legos. You know, you have these other things that you're doing. Help your child when needed, but support his independence too. So when we talk about this in our program, we talk about scaffolding. So you are supporting your child. You're the scaffolding. You're not doing for him. You are just supporting um, we really get into that in our program as well. Um, but yeah, you just want to be a scaffold, uh, the scaffolding underneath him so that when he falls, you're right there. Um, but, and he's not going to go anywhere, you know, he, he's right there. Um, but, and you have answers and, and you can help, but you're not doing it for. Um, and then the last thing under supporting and learning is help your child understand how their actions affect themselves and others. So that's a huge one. Sometimes kids, especially uh, depending on their age, they don't understand that when they throw the chocolate milk on the wall that you have to clean up and it makes you sad or angry because you just cleaned that wall or because you have to be at work in five minutes. So when they do... Uh, break those boundaries um, and do things that you're like, why did you just do that? You know better. Maybe they don't know better. Um, and I think I talked about this earlier in, in um, another parenting behavior, but sometimes kids just don't know they don't know. And so, and you don't know that they don't know because you just assume they know. <laughs> so understand or have help them understand when they do something, this is the result and this makes me sad or this makes me angry. Um, and that goes back to talking about emotions. <laughs> There's more than two emotions, uh, mad and angry, um, or three, mad, angry, and sad. There's so many emotions. So that kind of goes back to talking about all emotions with your child so that they understand that emotions are normal and that self-regulation is normal. Um, yeah. So that is how you can help support secure attachment. Again, remember it's never too late. So if you're like, oh, my kid's 13, well, it might be a little harder because teenagers are, are horrendous, but <laughs> um, it is never too late. So just remember that um, being there for your child is number one and all these other things can come, you know, naturally. Oh, great. Well, you've given us a lot to think about. Can you tell us again what the website is for parents as teachers if somebody's interested in contacting a program in their area? Yes. So it's parentsasteachers.org. It does have a little map that shows where their um, programs are located. Um, and if you wanted to, if you're in Mesa County and you want to get a hold of us, you can call the Hilltop Family Resource Center at 970 244-0600. Well, thank you again for taking the time to share your knowledge. And I know you've given us a lot to think about. And we so appreciate you taking the time with us today. Thank you for having me again.